Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. The first thing I want to talk about is injection centres. And the latest delay to plans for a permanent injection facility in Dublin city centre will cost lives. It's being claimed. And the High Court last week set aside permission granted by Embord Panala for provision of the medically super supervised injection centre at Riverbank Building in Merchants Quay after a judicial review proceedings taken in by a local school. In a statement, Merchants Key Ireland said it would be considering the judgment with its legal team. We remain committed to opening the opening of a medically supervised injecting facility as part of a health-led approach to addiction. They said there is a clear need for the facility. These services save lives. The local Green Party representative insisted that a medically supervised facility uh, would uh, offer a safe, secure space for people injecting heroin and warned that the court decision to overturn approval could cost lives. Dublin South Central TD Patrick Costello said that such centres were proven to reduce overdoses and can help stop the, stop the spread of needle-related diseases. Now, there's a bit of to and fro because a lot of people believe they're not a good thing and some people believe they are a good thing. And if you look online, by the way, there's pros and there's cons to injection centres. Uh, Councillor Michael Pigeon, who represents the southwest inner city, said people in addiction were once again being denied basic safety. Now, this is, of course, because the planning permission has now been refused. You know it was granted back in 2019, but now it's been refused on appeal. The petition has also been set up online to reverse the decision and to overturn the planning permission to the nation's first safe supervised injection centre at Merchants Key. But I want to hear your opinions tonight. Now, proponents of such centres argue that they help to alleviate the problems associated with the injecting on the streets, including drug-related litter. And there are over 100 such clinics in the world. The first one was in 1986 in Switzerland. It opened up. However, others think it's simply just facilitating drug use. Some people have a theory that it increases crime in the area. You also have to have an area around the injection centre where it's legal, I suppose, to deal in drugs to some degree. Because where are they going to get the drugs? Or be in possession of drugs, at least. Because where are they going to get them? Because if somebody is walking to the injection centre and has heroin on them, you can't very well arrest them, even though it's an arrestable offence. So you have to allow, you know, I suppose a certain radius within the injection centre for people to be in possession of Class A drugs, which is illegal. Mind you, if we look at the carry-on over the last five days in this country in relation to funerals, it's obvious that we uh, disregard the law on a regular basis when it suits us. And I'm sure most of you have been watching that online or received videos um, in relation to the funeral of those three men that died in the car crash and the behaviour of the people who supported them and the behaviour of people who wanted to give them a good send-off. I'm all for giving people a good send-off. But the behaviour of people on uh, Thursday, Friday and Saturday from stealing a hearse and people running and flying around on motorbikes with no helmets on and cars doing all sorts of carry-on. I have never seen such a circus in all my life. Absolute and utter circus is what it turned out to be. And I don't understand. And I Maybe I get to some degree why the guards might say, oh, you know, let's just turn a blind eye to that. I mean, have you seen the videos? It's outrageous in a housing estate that people can fly up and down on motorbikes, do all sorts of wheelies and all sorts of carry-on with no, motor, with no, no helmets on them, can steal a hearse, can be chased down the streets in a hearse, have the guard a helicopter overhead and guards around, but nobody actually gets arrested. It's a constrained situation. And there's two trains of thought on it. They should have went in and arrested a load of people for breaking the law. And the other one is that you just leave them at it and hope that the law just go off peacefully. Anyway, it was a despicable display 
of horribleness. That's all it was. Anyway, do you support the idea of drug injection centres? Yes, you do support them, or no, you don't. Now, I'll go through the pros and cons with you uh, in a few minutes. Well, as people make the conversation, I probably will. I mean, they're, they're supposed to... They're, I suppose it's a supervised environment, reduce the spread of disease, reduces crime, according to some of the stats. Therapy section, which means they can obviously offer options to drug addicts for, you know, different therapy. Um, and also the drug users feel safer themselves doing it there. Um, they, they have safe drug preparation, which means clean needles, etc., etc. And it's a stepping stone to treatment, reduces overdose, seemingly. Um, but I suppose the problems are, so to say, the cons in related to it people would believe that it encourages drug use because basically you were I suppose enabling drug use discourages treatment according to some people um, it challenges the law because of course the law has no power because you, the guards are not going to arrest somebody going in in possession of drugs because they can't really because that would, wouldn't serve that would defeat the purpose of the whole thing and also there's biased studies on safe injection. Some experts argue that several studies and research studies about safe injection sites prevent deadly diseases and overdose are unbiased and unreliable. Increased violence, opening a safe injection site has changed the neighbourhoods to the worst according to some people and the drug addicts become extremely violent in order to get the drug and they can beat people up, etc, etc to get money. And they're expensive. So there is pros and there are cons according to many people. And I want to know what side of the fence you're on. Do you believe they should revisit this in the courts and give them planning permission to open an injection centre? Let me know what you think. The number is 087188 on this beautiful Monday night. Dermot, good afternoon to you. Good evening to you. How are you? Nice to have you back, old son. You had a good holiday. I enjoyed my week off. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do anything special. Just, you know, went out on a few day trips. Hold on. No, just excuse me. No, I was just getting to my car. It's some fucking header with it. <laughs> Alarm went off in his car. Sorry, now we're going. That's all right. I, 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 I thought there was a circus happening in the background. <laughs> it's always a circus up in this neck of the woods, I promise you. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> Bear with me for two seconds. I get into the car. I was just annoyed. Jesus Christ, I'm ready. <laughs> now, anyway, you were saying about the injection center. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, Go yeah. Come on, Jeremy. Do you think it's a good idea? Do I think it's a good idea? Yeah, what I said to the, the guys was, yeah, I think we're in. What I said to the guys was this: I don't have a, a major issue with it, but not being obviously involved in drugs, I don't, uh, I can't really understand it. But if you have to have one, you, I suggest you have one outside of the population, outside the city centre, Merchants Key. I'd pass Merchants Key on a regular basis, and it's an absolute nightmare. I know I, I've passed by it. And you will see a few people sitting around on the steps. Now, maybe I'm just passing by it at the wrong times. I'll see one or two people sitting down on the steps uh, outside Merchant's Key there. <laughs> you, need, you, need to, you need to format the card on your dash cam there, by the way, as well. Format the what? You need you to, yeah, you need to format the, the memory card on your dash cam. <laughs> and here, here, when I tell you, right... All right, I, I'm psychic, okay? And I'm going to tell you the brand name of your dash cam. It's a Thinkware. You're bloody right. How did you guess? Because <laughs> I have exactly the same one, and it's so irritating when that happens all the time. <laughs> it is. It is in my game. If it's a private car, it's not a, it's not a, a major issue because uh, you're just getting, it's just you and your family or whatever getting in, but in the public thing of a taxi, 
But somebody, when I start the engine, it's turned off, and somebody gets in, it turns on, and next minute they hear this thing going. Three times. She says it three times every she time you start the car. Wrecked my head. You know? <laughs> I know. I know. And then you're trying to press the format button. You're trying to find it and press it at the right time so you can format the bloody thing. I know. It's a pain in the hole. But look, at, at the end of the day, I've never, thank Jays, I've never had to. Uh, well, I have, and they, you know, they're worth every penny. And to be honest with you, um, I, but there's a just a personal recommendation I'm not doing any advertising here but Thinkware are definitely without a shadow of a doubt one of the best dash cams around they are absolutely and like I always said and it, it's, an, it's another subject on, on cars right Get, cars getting back to injection centres anyway sorry yeah. yes so what I mean what, what have you witnessed on Merchants Key I haven't I, I haven't witnessed a whole lot because I don't really park there I don't um, it's just if you get caught in traffic there, I, I'm, I'm picking up from the hostel. There's a hostel uh, or um, some sort of a hostel close by on Merchants Key to this um, where all these people congregate. And it's just messy. They're loud. They're sitting around. They're, they're roaring at each other. They're fighting the whole lot. I just find it, it, it it's okay. If you have tourists walking along, it's a tourist attraction area along the keys, and you come across all these people, and they're invariably a pain in the hole because they're just they're, they're just fighting and giving out and sitting around and smoking and it's well I've seen I've seen that behaviour on the boardwalk all right yeah you do you do see a lot of it and well okay if they if if they're on the boardwalk they're doing their own thing and that's well let's go to the guards to deal with that but if you're putting a designated injection centre in an area it's the obvious thing is who is it going to be for it's going to be for unfortunate people who are addicted to drugs. Yeah, yeah, and they're not—they're not going to be our average person. They're going to be—they they are pretty much down and out, pain in the ass, loud, fighting, all this sort of carry on. So, if you were going to build one, try and find some sort of a green space outside of Dublin and have some form. Well, that, of but, that, but the argument would be if you did that, it makes it inaccessible for those people. But I suppose you are right in a sense that look—that most likely they're all unemployed, um, who are in that yeah. situation and visiting injection centres. Um, so it, sh- it shouldn't be a big difficulty for them to, to relocate to somewhere, you know, where yeah. I suppose they can do that safely. But I don't know whether the average drug addict or heroin addict is going to go out of his way at all to go to an injection centre. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so. I don't know if it's a... It's, you could try it, but I think it's a waste of time in a, in a lot of cases. Now, the only thing about it is if they're getting, getting free needles and they're more than likely probably getting free drugs... Is it, no, they, no they don't get the drugs for free. They have to bring their own drugs. They have to bring their own drugs, yeah. And they just, and it's just They get free needles and, and it's supervised. They'll have a health professional there, of course, to give them any help that they need to inject. No, good, Jason. No, I don't. To be honest with you, tonight, I think that's a waste of time. Um, I, don't think, uh, I don't think that's going to... Um, well, the, the original objection, of course, was because it was beside a school. Um, you know, and, and they didn't want children seeing it. Yeah, and if you don't mind me asking, where... You know exactly there where exactly they have this place planned for. Well, it was at the Riverbank building in Merchants Key. It's on Merchants Key. Yeah, yeah. the Riverbank building there, just down there on the left, across the road from the, from the forecourts. Yeah. Well, that's where it is at the moment. Yeah, but that's where it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty much where they, they all congregate at the moment. Yeah. And it's, as I say, well, that's where that's where they get at the moment. That's where the methadone is given out there and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what are, how do you mean? They're just going to they're just going to turn this. In, into a safe injection centre where they will be allowed to go in and inject themselves. At the moment, they're not allowed to do that because it's illegal, essentially. Yeah. You know. 
So, but they want yeah. to turn it so they'll have, so they'll have cubicles in there where they can go in and inject yeah. themselves. Now, obviously, it'll make it busier. It means a lot more people will be going to it. Exactly. Yeah. That's where the problem is. Yeah. It's very unfair. It's very unfair on, on, on the... Now, I'm just trying to figure on Meritus Key what else is there other than the hospital is on the left-hand side as you go out and then you have that building. And then beyond that, you go up and then you're up where? You're up onto where the... Um, Brazen Head is pub and, and all, all that area. Mm-hmm. So I don't really see a major problem in um, in turning it into an injection centre. I've tried it and see what happens. But like I say, it's, you're, you're bringing people into this building. They're taking their heroin and the doctors and their other staff are looking after them. And then they're going out to the street stone out their head. Well, that is unfortunately, yeah. that is unfortunately so the joys of taking drugs, yeah. isn't it? I mean, but the argument oh. is that's going to happen anyway. They'll just do it somewhere else. So, I mean, it doesn't matter whether they're injecting themselves in a car park in Fleet Street or injecting themselves in an injection centre. They're still going to be out of their heads anyway. So that, that's not, that's not going, that part is not going to change. But well, at least what, they're, what they're saying is this is a safer way of doing it. It's a safer way of doing it in, a, in, a, in an enclosed environment. But as soon as you've done it, off you go out. It's like going to the A&E in a hospital. As soon as you're sort of out, you walk. You're yep. walking out back out into the public, stone out of your head. Yep. And like I say... It's the general public that have to walk along, have to deal with these all these people, and and looking for your money for your next fix, of course, and looking for the money down the road for the next fix. The whole lot. It's a lot, it's a, a lot of bollocks, to be honest with you. If, if, if I'm being straight about it. Okay, well, well, we'll stay there for a second. Let me just go to Michael as well. Michael, you're an Ireland's classic kids. Michael, you've heard Dermot so eloquently put it, basically saying it was a waste of time. Um, do you believe it's a waste of time? I guess thirteen needles off the street, so I'm all for it. So oh, you're all for it because it takes the dirty needles off the street. Yeah, that's all I care about. It's going to be stepping over needles or kids or dogs stepping on needles. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's that's not the only benefit. I mean, there are other benefits as well. That there's there's a possibility it could offer, I suppose, treatment programs too. You know what I mean? It could encourage maybe treatment programs. Well, it, yeah, I suppose it can offer an environment. Um, but I mean. You know, in, in the world of reality, I mean, you can have fights and uh, all sorts of carry on. I'm assuming um, they'll have to have security, yes. Yeah, and I mean, it can be dodgy for the people walking there. Yes. I mean, I'm sure the people, the people in Merchant's Key handle the situation quite well or whatever. There'll be those type of people that would be doing it, but it could get messy. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, it, yeah, it could be an environment where it might encourage the, the addicts. To, to think because the addicts don't think they're just going around looking for money for their drugs so mm-hmm. it could give them a little break to make them think well, oh, and what, what about, what about the disadvantage that. what about the disadvantage that essentially what we're doing is enabling a crime like we wouldn't open a pub like we have a bigger problem with alcoholism in this country you wouldn't open a pub with free alcohol to enable an alcoholic would you I'm not giving them free heroin no no I'm just saying you, you wouldn't open a pub well we're not, but of course, alcohol is not illegal. That's the point I'm trying to make. Um, you know, you wouldn't open a pub to encourage drinking for an alcoholic. So why do we want to encourage something that's essentially a crime? And that's what people will argue. I don't know. Look, all that moral grandstanding, I don't get it. And I don't care. I don't care about addicts. I just care about stepping on dirty needles. And, you know, it keeps the street clean, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not my job to be worrying, worrying about like people's life choices, do you know what I mean? If that's their business, like that's what they've chosen to do with their lives. I mean, if it's if if it does offer a way out for them, 
I wouldn't stand in the way. Do you know what I mean? If it does offer yeah. them support and if it does offer them a kind of a a rest bike where they can actually sit there and think, okay, I need to think now and where where's my next thing? Maybe there's a bit of, bit of a post on the walls or a treatment centre or maybe there's something like that or whatever. Uh, and they can think, oh, maybe there is a way out. And there might be addicts who go in there all day long just to get a break, just to bang up and back out on the street or whatever. And that's where they'll do it. Mm. Um, oh, can I ask, can I ask do, is there injection in injection centres run anywhere else in Europe? Oh, yes. Is? Well, there is. The first one was in Switzerland. They have them in Canada and other places around Europe, too. And how, and, and how successful are they? Well, that's open to question. I mean, they, you know, the people who obviously advocate for them say, yes, they're a great idea. And there is pros and the cons. But there's also, you know, arguments out there that they're not a good place, that they're not a good thing for an area. Um, you know, that they sustain addiction, for example. They encourage yep. drug use. Uh, they increase violence. Opening safe injection centres has changed neighbourhoods to the worst, according to some people. They're expensive. Uh, and they also violate the law. Because essentially what we're saying is, although it's illegal to be in possession of Class A drugs, when you're hanging around this site, you can do that and you can break the law and you're okay. Well, the only the law would if, if they're going to um, they'll have to um, it'll have to be legislated for, and the law will have to change to allow it to happen. It now, can't be a, an illegal place because the law mm. would be in it straight away. Now, according so, to some research, it reduces the possibility of overdosing because, of course, they're being supervised. Now, that has been challenged. That particular piece of research as being biased. But anyway, um, it's a stepping stone to treatment. So, in other words, once they go in there, they may want to look for help, and there'll be somebody there to, to maybe offer them how to help them get on a program. Um, yeah. You know, they can make sure that, I suppose, they can have their drugs checked to make sure they're legitimate. Because, you know, yourself, uh, as they did with some of the gigs years ago, they used to check the ecstasy to make sure it was genuine, you know, to make sure it wasn't dangerous. So there, there's pros and there's cons, I suppose. But the only thing is, most people say, well, not, and this is what local businesses are saying, not in my back garden. That's fine. Yeah, do it somewhere else, but not, not here. I totally and utterly agree with any business person anywhere close to something like that of majorly objecting to it because there's, there's not needles, uh, there, outside um, businesses in the city centre now like, and they don't seem to be bothered, bothered with that yeah. I've walked past dirty needles and all sorts of carry on and, yeah well, I suppose in the city centre just uh, from the knowledge of the city centre if you're going to talk one of these things somewhere I suppose Merita Key is as good a place as any because there, I don't actually, I'm trying to geographically figure it, is there any businesses beside it other than you can, you walk up and you have the pub on the corner and then you have the brazen head on the other side of the road. But other than that, and going back down city side, you have, you're down onto Wood Key then, at the, the council offices at Wood Key and all that. But I don't see any actual businesses there around anywhere near that place. But as it yeah, stands but, at the moment... Yeah, but, it, yeah, but there, like, I mean, they, they, if they're not, they could be shooting up on, on Grafton Street. They could be shooting yeah. up on Cape Street. They could be shooting up Thomas Street. They do shoot up on Thomas Street. They could be shooting up anywhere. And they'd be leaving their needles there. But maybe they leave their needles in the infection centre instead of... Well, I, I'm sure they'll continue to shoot up, shoot up on the streets. But there might be less needles. Mm. Yeah, no, look, look, I'm not, I'm not, I would, I would trial it. I would definitely put it, give it a go and see what happens. And, and as you say, if it does get, if it does get a few people off the, off this goddamn drug and helps on the way, well, yeah, I'd be all for it. But it, it's just, it would be a congregation of virtually most addicts in the city would be heading in that direction. Now, whether or not they would trust going in with their drugs, probably, you know, the, when these guys are out of their head, 
you sort of think, well, I'm going in with these drugs. Are they going to water them down? Are they going to take them off? What are they going to do? I'm not going anywhere near that place, you know. So I'm not sure how successful it would be knowing the mindset of the people that, that they're trying to help, you know. I, I'm just not 100% sure. But, yeah, I would probably give it a go and just just check it out and see what, what way it, it, it goes, you know. That's all I could say. I mean, Michael, I, I know you're kind of in favour of it, but would you like it, you know, in your neighbourhood? If it's done discreetly, I mean, there there is, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, you know, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of an oil boil and show caller, so I won't say where I'm, I'm at. But there is a voice centre. There was a voice centre. It was knocked down, and uh, they went in and got a fight on it was a Monday or something. And uh, it's grand. They go right. in, they come out, and it was a couple of days, and it was no bother, you know. Okay, well, we'll stay there both of you a second. Let me just go to Anthony as well. Anthony, you're Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Anthony? Hi, Niall. Welcome back. How are oh, you? thanks very much. Anthony, now you used to work in addiction services of some description, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I okay. did. And, and do you think this kind of centre, you know, in the middle of a city, I mean, look, it's been done worldwide in Europe and across Canada and different places. Do you believe it's valuable? Well, first of all, I'd have to say we have to stop comparing ourselves to other countries because the Irish attitude to everything is more, 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 and even more on top of that. So we have a different different mentality. And the example that I would look at, to be quite honest with you, is the methadone program that's been rolled out for a long time now. And that's hardly been a rip-roaring success. So why would we do even more for a government, for a country that's boasting it wants to have a tobacco-free Ireland, like, God forbid, you smoke a cigarette, and they want to put up the price of alcohol, but, oh, we want to make it more comfortable now. We want to have a little leather couch for you to lie down to inject yourself. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. You, so you think it's enabling the problem? Of course it is. Sure, I mean, like I said... Yeah, but I mean, what Michael is saying is... I, I mean, I'm not disregarding what Michael is saying, that he, look, he's not really that much in favour of them, but believes it makes the, maybe the city a safer place because you're not going to be walking on somebody's used needle. Because in other words, you know, you can't just close your eyes and go, la, 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 it's not happening. You know what I mean? Well, I know, but you don't actively encourage it either, do you? But per- No, personally, I wouldn't. But I mean, Michael is... I can see the point Michael is making. Oh, yeah, I mean... He's well, so, well, sorry, Michael, what are you saying? An injection centre isn't encouragement. It's not encouragement. No, it's not encouragement. That like if I, you go and ask anyone who who's not on drugs, what inspires inspired take drugs? Was it the injection centre? No. It's a kind of a, a people end up on drugs through I don't know through a process. Well, you know, it takes time to get to a full blown heroin addict. I don't think any heroin addict out there in the city or in any in any part of the country is is. Is there because it was an injection center? No, I'm not. I'm well, not, yes, like, I mean you are. I mean, I totally, I respect your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion, but, but I do com- think it's, it's encouraging. Sense, but how? Do, no, I'm not. I'm, look, I'm just. We're having a conversation. How is it encouraging? So, in what way would it be encouraging? Because you're kind of normalizing it. Someone but, is going to walk down the street with an illegal substance, something that's illegal. The guards can't stop them, and if they do stop them. They'll say it's for their own personal use. And well, oh, yeah, but yeah, but the guards have fallen back on on um, harassing addicts. Um, for, 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 
because it was such a hassle. For no, no, I, I get the point you make. The, the guards are basically not arresting people, generally speaking, for no, small amounts of drugs. Not. Well, did you think the methadone yeah. program was a success up to now? I don't, I don't think the methadone program was a success. I think no, I don't think it is. I think that the I methadone think, program just replaces one drug with another, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think in terms of the question that I was asked, there was no hassle coming from the addicts that were going in out of the building. That's what, that's what I saw. But as in terms of... Do I think methadone is a good thing? Absolutely not. I don't think any of these drugs are a good thing. I mean, I'd rather see no one take drugs, but that's not how it is. But. Can I get in there for a sec? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, James. Yeah, I have to agree with Michael on this one, Anthony. Uh, you're in Cork, Anthony, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, up, here in Dublin, up here in Dublin, uh, I'm out on the streets so pretty much seven days a week. And uh, let me tell you, the the amount of, um, of down and out of drug addicts in Dublin, uh, particularly... From around, sort of, we'd say this time of the evening, seven, eight, nine o'clock in the evening, they all sort of come out, and you see them when the general population, when it quietens down, with the general population not around, and you really get to see the amount of them that are around. And mm-hmm. enabling uh, uh, an injection centre is not going to make you, me, or anybody else take up drugs because we can legally go down and inject us. It is, I don't believe that's the, the situation, but it is a mess at the moment. The guards are doing nothing absolutely nothing. The boardwalk up here on the Liffey is a disgrace, particularly late at night. And the guards have no interest in, in dealing with these people because they get no... They, 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 what is the point in a guard approaching one of these guys or, or girl? Because they get, they're going to get no joy out of them. They, they're just... They don't... They don't, they don't really live. care, no. no. They don't well, care. They don't live within the law. I, well, it's a kind of waste of the court system. You're bringing it before a judge and the judge just gives them another suspended sentence for being in possession oh, yeah. of Class no A drug. Better, really, Dermot, to be quite honest. Sorry? With you. Sorry, Anthony? I said Cork is no better, to be quite honest with you. Well, no, but head of population is probably the same, yeah. Dublin. Yeah. We are only traipsing behind you, and there's all this boasting now about all the streets being pedestrianised and people having outdoor eating and that and all this, that and the other. I know of three people that were robbed. One woman, her handbag was robbed. Yeah. Another guy, his phone was robbed while he was outdoor eating. And yep. If, you know, we know who was doing the robbing, and there's an area around the city, around the GPO in particular, and around Oliver Plunkett Street, which just seems to be a mecca for them. And they're everywhere, and you know, you'd spot them a mile away, like. So, I mean, Cork is just as bad as Dublin. It's not too far behind us, if it's not equal to it, to be quite honest. Well, I mean, I'm just looking here, the chairman, uh, or chairwoman, should I say, of the Cork Local Drugs and Alcohol Task Force has said public drug injection has not gone away despite a court ruling uh, halting the long-awaited plans for the Safer Injection Centre in Dublin. Colette Callagher said it was a real setback for Cork too as the local task force campaigned for a similar facility in the city. So they want one there too. Oh no, well, I don't know. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but I think, no, I don't think, like I said, it's just complete hypocrisy. A government, like I said, that they wanted tobacco-free Ireland in another couple of years and they want to put up the price of alcohol, but they want to make it more comfortable for people to take heroin. And, and the thing about it is, there's another, there's another uh, point to this. I don't know what legally would be said. What's the legal insurance situation? That if, if somebody goes into an, an official injection centre that the government now are running, for want of a better word, or the HSC is running, and somebody goes in and they, they inject themselves, you give them their name, they inject themselves, they walk out and they're knocked down outside by a car, can they claim that? Yeah, I would imagine there is something there indemnifying them. They're, they're, they would have to have indemnity. Yeah. You know, what would, happen, what would happen if somebody went in and, and took drugs in there and died from just taking the drugs? So I, there would have to be an indemnity of some description, insurance. 
Absolutely, and, and that's a major problem. That is that would be a major problem. And who's who's going to insure that? Who's, like what insurance company is going to insure that building? I mean, well, Andy, like from, oh, well, let me get back to Andy. Andy, from somebody who's worked in the business, so to speak, or dealt mm-hmm. with those situations and addiction, what is mm-hmm. the answer? Because it's not going to go away. You, you have two options here. You enable it and help it and do it in a safe way, which is what injection centres are all about. Or you turn around and you say, right, let's just arrest everybody with Class A drugs and put them in jail. And, and let's try and discourage it with the, you know, the long arm of the law. So, I mean, what is the right way to do it? Well, you, do, you never help anybody that's addicted to anything, be it gambling, alcohol, whatever, heroin, whatever. You never help anybody by giving them more of what they're addicted to. That's that seems to make very much common sense to me, but, uh, I, but I'm not an addict, so, or I'm not somebody who deals with addicts. That's just common sense, really, isn't it? It is, common sen- it is common sense, but the thing about it, the point is, Anthony, that they're not giving uh, people drugs. They're giving them needles. That's all they're giving them. They're not giving them one ounce of heroin, uh, like, for going in there. So th- th- this idea that they're enabling them by, like, if they were giving them free heroin and, and, and blah, 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 then, yeah, I'd say absolutely it's disgraceful. But they're what not supplying mean? them with any drugs. They're just supplying them with clean needles. And as Michael said on the other line there, it, it may stop people from from um, walking on needles that they find on the, on the well, side of the road. Well, Dermot, the only... I, do, I do like your opinion and I do agree with you most of the time, but I'll have to disagree with you on this one because I just think, once again, go back to the methadone program. And I know people that were on the methadone program and they were actually selling their methadone and still yeah. using heroin. So, oh, yeah. what he said. He said it's, but no one's getting free drugs here. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a room to stick. People are taking drugs, they're taking their own drugs, and they get needles, and it's a clean environment, and it's, you know, it's stopping yeah. the needles from being. I can just picture it. Probably a lovely, a, a lovely leather couch and lie down with, and you get a needle. I, I don't, no, I, I, I don't think it's like that, Anthony. In fairness, let's not be too flippant about it. I mean, it's, it's a cubicle, I suppose. I mean, when you walk in, somebody hands you clean needles in a bag, asks you what you have, they'll test your drugs if you want them to test it to make sure that your, your drugs are not like, to be, like, to poison. Be fair, to be fair. To be fair, Anthony, neither I, I, I'm not going to speak for Michael, but I, I, I listen to him. I think he's on the same thing as, as pays as me. Well, I totally disagree with you. But I personally would rather if he didn't have one, and I would. I, I certainly, if it was anywhere near where I lived or, or whatever, I would not be impressed to have it where where it it it, it, it invited um, people of drugs into that area. But the problem is, I, I don't particularly like the idea of it. But it is facing us. It's on our doorstep now. What do we do about it? But I just don't. I'm just not 100 percent sure it would work because it would. It, it could. It could get overrun by by drug addicts. And what hours does does it open? What hours is it closed? What's the story with staff? How, well, that is staff? an important factor, by the way. And I don't know if they've mentioned that or have announced that because I I would hate to think this would think it would be open at 10 and 11 o'clock at night. So I'm well, I'm assuming I'm I would like to think it's any kind of. I don't know, nine, eight yeah, in the morning and six. people who are addicted, they don't have a time. They don't have no. a body clock. He's, he's, you're right just... on there. You, you were buying no. on there. I've often driven in Dublin City at one, two, three o'clock in the morning, and I've seen some sites. So at the end mm-hmm. of the day, people people shoot up 24 hours a day. Oh, and yeah. if, this, if this centre was open at eight o'clock in the morning till five o'clock in the evening, I don't think that would make a whole lot of odds one way or no. the other. I, d- I just don't think it's going to work now, to be honest with you. I think it's going to... It is, they'll trial it, but I think it'll fail. Okay, let me just go to Jimmy as well. Not, not, it's not getting a lot of positive vibes tonight. Uh, Jimmy, or an Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jimmy? I and I, good. 
Good. Uh, Jimmy, I mean, according to the experts, these things are great places. You know, they supervise environment, reduces the spread of disease. Um, you know, it makes the, the drug users feel safer. It hopefully gets them onto a program and it reduces overdose, according to statistics. But yet everybody seems against it. No, nonsense. Sure, you, could, you could say the same about people who have problems with alcohol. Open up free pubs, let them go in and sit down and drink away their, that good old boy. You don't have to beg on the street. You don't have to be, like, disheveled. We'll give you a lovely apartment and everything. Just drink away there. You're all right. But that's not what they're saying. That's not what they're saying, in fairness. No, but it's a similar thing for heroin. Like, they're saying, okay, you come on, lads, in. We'll give you heroin. No, 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 no. Let's be clear about it. There's no suggestion they're giving free drugs to anybody. No. You have to to score your own drugs before you go in. Oh, yeah. Where do you get the money for them? Well, they have to, obviously. We all all know how drug addicts get money, generally speaking. Listen, and the lovely name, then, an injection centre. What a beautiful, harmless name for heroin, a demon of a thing. A lovely demon. You're going to give that to the people. Got to deal with, you've got to deal with what's causing. The new drug in Ireland now is a very frightening one called crack cocaine. Gives them a high for three or four minutes. Then they want to go in more. They'll kill for crack cocaine. That heroin is an evil thing and a bad thing, but it doesn't make them as violent as this new drug. What are you going to do? Give them centres to go in and take crack cocaine and snort cocaine as well. Why are you picking heroin? Well, I suppose we we see the heroin problem more so yeah. on the streets, don't we? Yeah, but you're, still, you're starting to see the crack. And I'll tell you what's happening in Ireland. Crack addicts who live in the countryside are being given free bus passes to travel to Dublin and into Limerick and Cork. And they, 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 the authorities want to keep crack cocaine out of the rural areas because they know the devastation. We've seen it in well, London. Crack, crack cocaine has been around for a while, Jimmy. It's not a new it's thing. It's been around for a while, but it's yeah. spreading. Coke, there's never been as much of it. Well, cocaine seems seems to be the drug of choice for those who can afford it, by the way. Yeah, and it's, it's, cocaine is cheap. It's like wine. Cocaine is cheap until you start using it every day, until you develop a habit, and then it isn't cheap. But the problem with this well, is nonsense. More nonsense being talked in the doll and talked everywhere else about injection rooms. Give the people places to live. It's everything to deflect from the real issues in this country, and people fall for it. Housing. But, but according, according to politicians, and I'm only reading what they're, what they're saying is, they remain committed to opening the medically supervised injection facility as part of a health-led approach to addiction, and they believe that the services save lives. Oh, they believe. Of course they do. Ming Flanagan bragged, while he was a TD in this country, there were 25 drug users in Doyle Aaron. Get into Doyle Aaron, drug test them, and get them 25 out for a start. Go into Angarda Shia Khan and there is a drug problem, a cocaine problem in the guards and Angarda Shia Khan are objecting to random drug testing. No. Why? Why are they objecting? No. Yeah, yeah sorry, go ahead. Sorry, did you, did you, sorry, that last piece you came out with that, that, that the legislation that the government was saying that it would save lives. How, how did they come out with that uh, theory? Well, according to research, now again, can I just point out that the, the, no, the naysayers say the research is biased, by the way, but according to some research, it, it helps to prevent overdose. And also, I suppose, the very fact that somebody's going in there and is taking then whatever the recommended dose of heroin is, I couldn't tell you what the recommended dose of heroin is. Well, yeah, okay, but well, that's the whole idea of methadone. It's meant to be safer than heroin, but yeah, but even though it's still an addiction. Nile methadone, yeah. methadone is another lie because I tell you what's happening with methadone. The, the, the drug addicts are getting the methadone, 
and they're selling it to younger people who, aren't, who can't get it yep, and they're yep. overdosing and it's a big problem. Look, can know? you overdose on methadone? They're methadone. I, I, I don't know. I'm only asking. I'm, I'm pure. You I'm absolutely can. ignorant. It's it. a very strong. It's a very strong drug. You can. Okay, uh, so okay. so the state when we we brought in methadone programs way back in the seventies, the state has basically replaced one drug with another drug that's cheaper for the state yeah. to provide. Yeah, that's essentially what we did. No methadone. What I'm saying is they're going out. They're being prescribed methadone, but they're not using it. They're selling it, and they're selling it to younger people who are drinking it with alcohol, mm. and it's, they're, they're popping off here in this country and it's been sweeped under the carpet. It's the taboo of our day, these drugs, That's illegal perfectly drugs. perfectly correct, yeah. He's perfectly right. I know cases of it. I know friends who will happen to. Yeah, yeah. Can, can, can I, get, I mean, can I ask any, all of you, have, have any of you ever taken drugs? No, we're Dermot here, no. The amounts I've done, a bit like yourself, back in the, in the, the, uh, in the dark days, back when I was a teenager, Smoked a bit of Moroccan black and used to get that and roll it into a thing and get a good uh, a good old high of it. But that's as far as it went. It never, thank Jesus, I never in, in, stuck a needle in my arm and I never went anywhere down the road of heroin or coke or anything like that and I never would. So no, not me. Uh, Anthony, have you ever taken drugs? Yeah, I smoked a bit of weed when I was younger, but only for a short time. I'll admit yeah. that. But I never touched class A drugs or hard drugs. Mm-hmm. Never appealed yeah. to me be quite honest. I, I always feel, I always felt I, if I ever done anything like that, I'd be the one that would die. That's the, my, the fear I always had, so yeah, I never so did. did I. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, Jimmy, did you ever take any drugs I, in your life? I am not no going to comment. comment. You're not going to comment. <laughs> oh. no, I will say one thing. No comment. That, that, that Jimmy, do you drink? Thing. Do you drink, I Jimmy? I don't have any comment to make about any of that because, uh, as you know, if you say on this show anything tonight, it may be used against you. In a court of law. Not a court of law. They can be used. They can be used. In a future show. (laughs) Jimmy, I assume you you might have a a glass of wine every now and again, would you? No, I don't drink. Not not that I have anything against people who do drink. I just don't drink. I don't enjoy it. Yeah, I don't either. I don't drink. I don't smoke ganja. I know enough people. Look at him. Ganja. Not not just weed. It's ganja. And that man there talking about Moroccan black. I remember when they used to put the oil. Did you mention Moroccan black? No, I did. Dermot here, I did. Oh, all right, okay, sorry. You remember in the 1980s here in Ireland, they used to get this thing called oil. I don't know. Resin oil. Yeah, resin oil. Yeah, and they used to put it on the cigarettes. That's right, Jim. And then Mm -hmm. nobody even bothered them. And then you see them then two hours after and they're splattered. And you think it's drink. Like, it's like... I, me- I remember a friend of mine actually had a little, it's like a little flint bottle, you know, the little bottles that you see yeah, the flint in, yeah. and he had resin oil in it, and he'd dip a matchstick in it, and he'd run yeah. it along the top of the cigarette, along the cigarette, That's along the, the, yes, along the skin, as they call it, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, and he was like a badger then on a bike. <laughs> now we need some Bob Marley music in the back. We, we do need a bit of Bob Marley music, don't we, Jimmy, huh? One love. <laughs> Jimmy's, a big, Jimmy's a big fan, by the way, of Bob Marley. You know that, don't you? Yeah. Is he? Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy thinks he's a ra- he was born a Rastafarian in another life. He could yeah. well have been. Who knows? Isn't that right, Bob Jimmy? Marley, Bob Marley was a prophet of the Rastafarian religion. Halias Selassie, they think, is a reincarnation. And yet, Bob Marley, and yet Bob Marley was one of the greatest drug men of all time. Absolutely. That's when he died. He died a very young man because of it. I know, yes. I, I know some people who have gone to Shashamani in Ethiopia, to the, to the Mount Zion. That's the Rasta Hill out there. And he said, you've never seen anything like the dopes that has turned them into cannabis. Unbelievable. And, and that's what cannabis does to you. 
smoke dope and become a dope. Oh, brilliant, yes, man. I deal with that, man. <laughs> yeah, man. ID, man. <laughs> Go on, Jimmy. Do, do me the Arasta talk there. Go on. Bob Marley grew up in a way with home in Jamaica. Mm. It was the Irish sisters. Yeah. It was the Mercy sisters in Jamaica who taught Bob Marley, Pete Tosh, uh, Gregory Isaacs to play the guitar and encourage yeah. them in the rhythm of reggae. And and how? Here's the question: How did he die? Do you cancer. do you remember how he died? Cancer of the cancer. toe. He died of yeah. cancer. cancer. Cancer of the yeah. toe. Was it the toe? Yeah. yeah. He died of cancer. Yeah, yeah. In his toe, he got cancer in his toe. Yeah. Well, there's conspiracy. I don't think. There is conspiracies because of South Africa at the time. Bob Marley's music was banned in South Africa, and um, and and Niall, you know that other fella, Eddie Grant. Eddie Grant. Eddie Grant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Their, their music was because Mar- Marley was seen as a threat. To the apartheid state in South Africa. Well, you're, you're, you're giving me a lot of lessons in history here, musical history, but go on. Yeah, go on. There was conspiracies that Marley was given strong drugs to get him hooked and addicted to get rid of him. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of that conspiracy. No, never heard of it. No, no, never heard of that. Yeah. But uh, he played over here in Daly, not long before he died, he played in Dalyman Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good thing about Marley. Yeah, Bob Marley. I yeah, don't know man. how I ever got connected to his music, but I, I liked a lot of his get up, stand up, stand up, preacher man. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a quandary, Jimmy, for a man that, that, that is anti-drugs, anti-smoke, and anti-drink the whole lot. I'm an anti-drugs. The one music you're really into is reggae, which yeah. is right <laughs> with drugs. drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yellow, yellow man. You ever hear yeah. Yellow Man sing? <laughs> I, saw, I saw Yellow Man in London ask, what's he... 30 years ago. I can't imagine you at a gig, Jimmy, for some reason. I just don't know. I'm not going to say, did I say it was at a gig? No, oh, okay, all right, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Jimmy, it's been a hell talking to you as usual. Listen, thanks very much, Jimmy. Have a great night. listen, listen, people, do not ever accept illegal drugs. And may God Almighty bless you all over the next, enjoy the weather. All right, yeah, thanks. And listen only to Niall Boylan, because all other radio shows will... To your brains and as well as drugs. <laughs> my God bless and thank you for allowing me to have my say. Hallelujah, brothers. Hallelujah, brother. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.